leather pants. Yeah. What's something like that, right? Six fifty. Six hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. The pants. Yeah. You wear them. Yes. Then I have like a TV in them or something. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> hey, there you go. I needed to do that because it's a Sunday morning pod record. Cod Sunday record. morning. Record. It's like 40 degrees outside Celsius. Yeah. So I think that's about, you know, 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit for the 35%. What is it 35%. In, in, the, in the Fahrenheit? I never learned that. I think it's like 100. I think it's... Yeah, somewhere like or that. Or like high 90s. Well, the only reason I, you know, the, the only benchmark I have is the boy band 98 Degrees. Oh, yeah. I yep. think that's the body temperature. Nicholas Shea. That's, that's meant to be body temperature. That's why they call themselves that. I think. So oh. then therefore 98 Degrees Fahrenheit equals 37.5 degrees Celsius. Gotcha. Uh, I've, I've Googled it in our chit chat here. It's 104 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's pretty warm. 104. Um, it's like the Paul Kelly... Make gravy song. Yeah. Say it's going to be 100 degrees, nearly more. I now know that he meant Fahrenheit. <laughs> that won't stop the roast. We are in Christmas month. Oh, well, can we? Yes. Oh, no. It's the 30th tomorrow. Yeah, but we're pretty close. Out. Can you insert some sleigh bells? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. Um, oh, nice. And we're doing the one Shane Black movie that's not set at Christmas. <laughs> oh, touche. <laughs> Which I thought it was. Yeah, well, you'd be forgiven for thinking so. Yeah, um, yeah you know, exactly. Before we get into that, yeah. Uh, okay, so we've got a little bit left in the year. Yep. Two we've more episodes after this one. Two I more episodes. Um, big one next week. Big one next week. Hayden James. Hayden James, superstar musician slash DJ slash friend of the show. Indeed. Yes, he'll be joining us. Very excited about that. Or Christmas vacation, otherwise known as Cam's brother. <laughs> or Manson's roommate. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I met him. Yeah, exactly. Um, so a couple episodes left, so then we're left and then we're going to have a couple of weeks off. Yeah. Um, which is a great opportunity to get into the back catalogue. Yeah. We've never actually taken a proper – we've had a couple of weeks off here and there usually because I was too hungover to record or something. I think that happened <laughs> once. Don't be so hard on yourself. And I think but you were still never, drunk. So yeah. It doesn't count. <laughs> But we've never planned to have a couple of weeks off. So yeah, it's a holiday. It's been nice. From our unpaid job. Yeah. <laughs> and what about in the world of the pop critic? You've had a release this week. We did. Yeah. You gave that us was some more ratings. So <laughs> you like that bit on SNL with um, Sean Connery deliberately mispronounces the categories? Oh, with Robert. I'll check Maureenish. Trebek. Um, yeah, Rick he? Moranis, not Rick Moranis, yeah. but I, now that you mentioned it, he probably had a hard time at school. Yeah, give us Moranis. The world <laughs> needs Moranis. The world needs Moranis. I might change the thumbnail on that the video. Ne- the world will never have as much anus as it did in 89. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a great one. So, yeah, that's the latest video that's up there right now. And hopefully another one will be coming this week. I say hopefully because it, every time I start a video, I re- it can take a lot more time than I realise. Yeah. Um, but hopefully this week, if not next but the Rick Moranis video, yeah, if you, I mean, all anyone listening to this show would have some kind of interest in that. So yeah. I, I implore you, check it out. 
And I've got finally got my custom domain. So it's youtube.com slash the pop critic. Ah. So go there, check it out, subscribe, like, share, do all those things mm-hmm. uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, my happiness depends on it. Exactly. <laughs> it's all I got going on right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a time consuming got going on though. It is. When I start working again, I don't know how I'm going to be able to yeah. do that. Cross that bridge when you come to it, I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully Ara can get a job soon and I don't have to work anymore. That's the dream. Yeah, Seymour could do more TV commercials, get yeah. more free dog food. Yeah. I could get used to dog food. Oh, do you remember? I remember on a current affair back in the day when it was a classy program. Mm. There, I remember watching an episode on a man who ate dog food for dinner. Really, I have a very clear visual memory of the man showing yeah. whoever was the host at the time, pre Tracy, uh, how he get like he had those little my dog ones. So he got the classy ones. Well, I was going to say because the dog food was trash back then. Well, it was. You know, the, well, little, the, the little fancy my dog ones. the best of a bad bunch, yeah. And, you know, he'd talk us through the flavour. And what I noticed that it fit very nicely mm. as a square on a lovely piece of sun-blessed or tip-top mm. white yeah. butter or margarine, yeah. which was the style at the time. Yeah. And then you'd away you go and you just eat, eat that. Hey, um, we should probably get into it. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a segue. I'm just going to say Last Boy Scout. Last Boy Scout. Came out in 1991, didn't it? It did. Now, what a year! What a year! Look, I've taken a bit of a liberty in my member berry Ooh. Uh, this year, and I've reason I've done that is there was a nice link between uh, one of the cameos or probably just a bit part mm. from this film Ooh. and their significance in the 90s more broadly. Oh yes, uh, that's right. I'm talking about none other than the great. Billy Blanks. Yeah. Creator of the fitness phenomena Tybo. Mm. Now, um, if you can't recall, Billy Blanks is in the opening scene of this movie. He plays Billy Cole, the footballer, mm. who is, seems to be have some sort of crippling debt set up. He's having uh, a bad time. He's having a bad time. So he's the star player and he ends up shooting his way to the, the end zone. Mm. And then shoots himself in quite a harrowing opening scene. Yeah. So uh, he was a bit part of this. I thought we could start by re-familiarising ourselves with the phenomena that's Tybo. Yeah. Let's see what we've got here. If you think you know Tybo, then think again. Stay tuned because Billy Blanks is announcing a whole new way to get ripped with Tybo 2. Oh, this is Tybo 2. welcome to L.A. I'm Dara Torres, and today you're going to get a behind-the-scenes peek at the birth of the hottest new workouts on the planet. I started seeing changes after the first two weeks of doing Tai Bo. I started to feel my abs tighten up and already clothes were starting to fit me looser. A lot of people have weak abdominals, weak gluteals, and weak gluteals. abductor gluteals. muscles. And these are the muscles that Billy's workout really targets and strengthens. Look at the spirit of these people. They're in good shape and they're pushing themselves. And that's what it's all about. It's about believing in yourself and taking control of your life. That's the key right there, guys. Taking control of your own life. Yeah. If you believe you can get in shape and you got the will to want to do it, then you can do it. You make it what you want to make it. Tybo too. So if you had the Tybo 1 DVD or VHS, you've just got to get a new one. Yes, yeah. it's Tybo 2. It's an upgrade. Upgrade your life. Upgrade your Tybo. Tybo 2. It's right. Boogaloo. Available now. Available now. Uh, can I give a quick little spiel on, on Billy Blanks? Yeah. Because we probably won't get many chances to talk to Billy. No. Now I'll take you through. Unless we cover Tybo 2 at some point. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> so Billy Blanks. From a rather large family. Yeah. Uh, you might say that Mr. Blanks was not shooting Blanks. Hey, there it is. 
because Billy is the fourth child out of 14. Whoa. Yeah, that's a lot. 14 wow. children. 14, one four. Um, Hence Tybo too. Yeah, he's yeah, got a lot of mouths to yeah. – well, they're not really his responsibility. They're his siblings. But, you know, they probably cut, all got yeah. a piece of the Tybo pie perhaps. Mm, 13 siblings. Yeah. Some complications may arise. So a couple of knocks at the door. Yeah. So Billy had a, uh, a familiar path to fame – We've heard probably a few times now. He was apparently born with some kind of hip dysplasia and so oh. martial arts, he was bullied. Martial arts was a way to try to overcome some of his physical challenges. Right. Um, but he was pretty good at it. So he went on mm. to some really great success there. A couple of, probably won a couple of tourneys. Yeah. Couldn't find a lot of detail there but I reckon huh. he's held a couple of trophies up. I'd say so. Uh, and then he became a bodyguard for an actress or Female actor. Oh, yeah. Um, however, he got spotted on set and next thing you know he's doing the pictures. Yeah, the movies. Yeah, so he was doing that for a while. He fell into some interesting films that I came across. Mm. In the early days of pay TV, we had a Optus TV here and they used to – Oh, yeah. Did you ever have that? I didn't know. Uh, I think we had a bootleg version but anyway. <laughs> um, it They used to show all these really sort of low-budget 90s action martial arts films and he was in a few of them. Ooh. And he even did one with none other than the great Bolo Jung. Oh. Um, so I've got the trailer here. It's called TC2000. TC2000. From the producers of Tiger Claws. <laughs> and Talons of the Eagle. Talons of the Eagle. Two classics of ferocious combat. Nobody plays for kicks. Now comes the future of martial arts. <laughs> TC 2000. In a time just beyond tomorrow, the streets will become war zones. Of the two that have entered here, only one may leave. The cities will become electronic fortresses. (laughs) And the only hope... I'm not sticking around to see somebody else get greased. ...will be an ex-cop. Execution. TC 2000. Martial arts enters the 21st century. That looks like something that was made today as a throwback. Like it's so. Even the, the voiceover in the trailer. Yeah. Is... Yeah. Like it looks like a fake trailer in a Robert Rodriguez movie, like in yeah. the Grindhouse. Yeah. yeah. It does. Wow. Yeah. I had to sprinkle that in there. I'm a fan. So Billy Blanks did all kinds of movies, but. Obviously, his real um, claim to fame is Tybo. I think in the first year I saw the, uh, one and a half million VHS tapes sold. Fuck. Um, the program's reported to gross anywhere between 80 and over 130 million. Now, is Tybo also anything close to a legitimate martial art that he's created or is it, is it oh, just, it's just fitness exercise? Thing. I think okay. it's like Thai, like as in Taekwondo and Bo is in boxing and uh, it just sounds cool. Okay. It's just punching and kicking yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. to... Get fit. I want to see someone in UFC that's Taibo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got into Taibo when my mom was doing it in the living room when I was about five. <laughs> and just never looked back. <laughs> He'd just be so greasy no one could grapple him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you should see some of the outfits. Maybe we can get some photos up yeah. on the gram through the week, like string singlets that are just <sighs> over the nipple. But, hey, well done, Billy. We salute you. Well, yeah, it was a it was a big year for Billy Blanks, who incidentally I didn't realize was in this at the time. Yeah, but now that I know him more, even as I before he showed up on screen, I was like, oh wait, is that kind of the beginning, Billy Blanks? I just yeah. they all the dust started yeah, yeah. connecting. 
Um, big year for Billy Blanks. Big year for movies. What do we have this year? Oh, there's a few. We've covered a couple also. Yeah. Um, let's have a little look-see. So this is the year of Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Oh. Some of you may have heard of that yeah, one. Yeah, right. Beauty and the Beast. Not to be confused with TC2000. No, 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 no. Um, I guess this was the little sister to that. Yeah, yeah well put. Yeah. Um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, yeah. Hook, which we've covered, Silence of the Lambs, JFK, the Adams Family, which I do want to cover soon. Yeah, yeah. Cape Fear, Hot Shots, Sleeping with the Enemy. Oh, yeah. City Slickers was this year, which oh, we've yeah, covered. Yeah. Point Break, which we've covered. Oh, yeah. Double Impact, which we've covered. Oh, a little movie called The Last Boy Scout. <laughs> Came in at number 24 that year. 24, not oh, bad. Budget huh? of $43 million, mm, return of $114.5 million. Thought it might have been a bit higher. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting one. We'll, we'll get to that. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> came out in December, despite not having that little Christmas flavour. Mm. Was there any Christmas? In there? Oh, I don't think there was, I don't right? I think so. Yeah. What gives, Shane? Yeah. Rotten Tomato scores, critic score of 47%, audience score of 68%. Mm. Um, interesting. Interesting. But what about young Gregory? How did Was this a big one for him? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It really, really was. Right. Um, I saw this movie a lot. It was one of those VHSs that was never too far away from the cabinet. Yeah. Um, definitely made it home from Video Easy or Video Manor. Oh, yeah. Um, on more than one occasion. Yeah. And, yeah, I loved it. You know, it's Peak Bruce – Arguably. Yeah. Down and out tough guy who is hilarious, paired with one of my fa- 90s faves, Damien Wa- Damon Waynes. <laughs> Damien Waynes. <laughs> Damon Waynes. Yeah. I think I also had a crush on the daughter. Right. Given I would have been roughly the same age. She, I recently saw her in um, the Halloween remakes, mm. not the new, new mm. sequel thing, but the Rob Zombie versions. She's in that. Yeah. She's been in a lot of scary movies apparently. Yeah, she's, she's a bit of a quite, scream quite queen. Scream queen. <laughs> um, how about you? Yes and no. Yeah, okay. So it wasn't a it wasn't a big one for me at the time. I mean, not even around. I think I didn't watch this till my twenties. I'd heard about it because I was a big Damon Wayans fan, like mm. yourself, mm-hmm. um, from probably starting with Major Pain for me personally, oh, yeah. and then getting into Bulletproof. Oh yeah. But for whatever reason, and I've, I remember my friend who was also into him at the time was like, "Oh, you got to watch this." Had you seen Mo Money? No money, yeah. Oh, maybe not at that time mm. exactly, but before this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I'd heard about this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. But for whatever reason, it never happened. And then um, I'd heard about the opening scene. That's how yeah. it got sold to me. Okay. And I think it almost not turned me off, but when I first heard that, I think I was quite young. And I was like, that sounds horrible. <laughs> this guy comes out and shoots everyone on the field. Mm, oh. was, there's not much repercussion from it. It's, it's a bit random, isn't it? It's like um, going to be big news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was Billy Blanks of all people. Mm. And he even had the whole Tybo thing going. Like. <laughs> and, yeah, so I just never got around to watching it until probably like my 20s or something. But in saying that, not to get into the rewatch just yet, I don't think I watched it at all. I remember the beginning. I saw the beginning. But about 30 minutes in, I realised I don't, I don't know what's, what happens. I don't think I've watched all of this. Wow. So a, a glaring hole in, in my repertoire. That's – I mean, I in hindsight, you're – Reaction to me suggesting this film was a little 
you know, probably lighter than I would have thought. Yeah. But I've always had a fondness for it. <laughs> but I just. I know of it. Well, I, I, I thought I'd seen it. I just didn't really remember <laughs> yeah. the details. But then. How could you turn it, it off? It's so. I don't understand non-stop. what. I'm just trying to crack how that happened because I do remember the opening vividly. Mm. Maybe it was a flight or something and I fell asleep. Or maybe mm. it was just anywhere and I fell asleep. Yeah, on the couch. Yeah, couch. They're comfy. Floor, falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, on a bus. I don't oh, know. A greyhound. Can't remember. On a greyhound. So, yeah, a, a, bit of, a bit of a gap. Interesting. A strange little gap for me. Yeah, but should I get into the origin story for this? Yeah, well, I think so. Yeah, I think I will. Origin story. Thanks, Oki. Uh, this one, of course, starts with friend of the show, Shane Black, someone we've been getting to know over the, over the last few months. I think we've yeah. had a few. Um, Shano. I feel like we can call him Shano now. Shano. Now, this is an interesting period for him. So he's come off the earliest success of things like Lethal Weapon, mm-hmm. um, but he was having a bit of a shit time, both professionally and personally. So he'd, he'd written a script for Lethal Weapon 2 and they didn't want to use it oh. and he left the project. So Diplomatic that, immunity. Yeah. So that kind of ruined, he kind of got a bit burned by that. Christmas was ruined that year. And then personally he went through a big breakup. Oh. Yeah, and so he'd kind of not had a good time. He's just a bit down and out, a real Joe Hallenbeck, if you will. Oh, go on. Yeah, so this is a quote from him talking about this period in his life. It says, I was busy mourning my life and in many ways the loss of my first real love. I didn't feel like doing anything except smoking cigarettes and reading paperbacks. Okay. Which isn't too bad, in my opinion. I didn't mind a dairy back in the day. Um, yeah, I've heard of worse rock bottoms than that. Yeah, um, he says, all things come round, time passed, and eventually I sat down and transformed some of that bitterness into a character, the central focus of a privatised story which became The Last Boy Scout. Writing that script was a very cathartic experience, one of the best experiences I've ever had. Mm. I spent so much time alone working on that, days which I wouldn't speak, three, four days where maybe I said a couple of words, it was a wonderfully intense time where my focus was better than it's ever been and I was rewarded so handsomely for that script. It felt like a vindication and like I was back on track. That's nice. Did he potentially pour some of his bitterness into the female characters of this film? Potentially. Well, there were rewrites. So uh, oh, Yes, go on. Yeah, so he writes this thing and I think if you recall, we've talked about on this podcast in the mm-hmm. past, that this was initially titled Die Hard. So you can imagine that. This is something he'd been working on for a while because it predates Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe over this two-year period away from Hollywood is is where it all uh, became fully formed. Mm-hmm. And it became hot property. A bidding war ensued. Yeah. He ended up selling it for 1.75 milli. Wow. Keep going. Um, with, with Joel Silver. But he actually got offered 2.5 million from Carol Co. And he said no because he preferred to work with Joel Silver. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So, Which at the time, even the 1.75 was the highest the script has ever sold for up until um, I think Basic Instinct. It's Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's quite a, it's an, it's an investment though, isn't it? It's not a gamble when you've got Shane, Shane Black with a pen in his hand, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And they, I think this was, you know, he'd obviously worked with Joel Silver a little bit. He still works with him to today. So they, this was the, the, a partnership that would echo through the ages. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think this, that, this solidified that partnership perhaps uh-huh. um, and broke a few others, which we'll get into, because there was a lot of tension on set. Oh. Yeah, so this is a quote from the assistant director, I guess a relatively objective third party to it mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm. 
he attributed attention on set to uh, an overabundance of alpha males on that project. Yep. Bruce was at the height of his stardom. So was Joel. So was Tony, and so was Shane. Um, Tony yeah. Scott. A lot is. of a lot of dick swinging. Yeah, there were a lot of people who had a lot of opinions about what to do. There was some heated early nineties testosterone charged personalities <laughs> on the line. It was a charged environment, shall we say? Are they, are they alluding to cocaine or something? It was a charged environment, shall we say? I think they are probably. Um, and even Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis didn't get along well together, despite you know being in Look Who's Talking Two together. Oh, which I'd forgotten about. Eddie, what do you say we go get an apple juice? Nah, Mike, I'm into my little training thing. What kind of training thing? You know, I'm wearing the training pants, man. Oh, man, don't tell me you're going along with this party business, too. Yo, we have to, Mike, because the toilet man says so. Who? Mr. Toilet Man. He likes to eat you doing your pee-pee. So I say give it to him. He's on the poster. The names. He's one of the other babies. I don't remember that. Yeah, man. We need to do that, by the way. They probably were never in the same room. Um, Yeah. So there was a lot of tension, a lot of drama. Yeah. And it even extended all the way through to the script, which got rewritten a lot. Yeah, so who's who's uh, controlling the rewrites? Well, here? this is what's a little the- ambiguous. And there's not much – related to all of this is there's not much out there about this movie at all. Yeah. And it's because everyone involved kind of just wants to rem- not ever talk about it again because everyone had a shit time. And no one – well, some people blame some people, but um, it seems to just be – We were what all being dickheads. Kind of. And so there, I, it sounds like from what I can gather the rewrites were coming from a Joel Silver type more than others. Um, Shane Black, but it's a bit of a puzzle because then Shane Black and Tony Scott both say they prefer the original script, yeah. which implies. It wasn't. Well, yeah. it might have been Brucey Baby actually. I reckon Brucey Baby yeah. flexed some of that you know what? muscle. I reckon through process of elimination here, so if those two agree that the original script was better, Joel Silver and, and the writer are still, still working tired. together. They don't lose Brucey Baby. Who we got, who at the height of his win? fame. Mm-hmm. I reckon he wanted to be more uh, sympathetic, more heroic because there's some changes that happened, especially around the female characters. The wife was more prominent in the original script. She was in the ending. She killed the bad guy at the end in the original ending. Oh. Um, she was the one that got kidnapped and that that bad guy, I forget his name, Milo, Yeah, he was also um, – he made snuff films and so the, the he had kidnapped her and was going to put her in a snuff film. Oh, like. Yeah. So it was. Because that means so, he's really I mean, the, the How hardcore that opening is, which we said, yeah, it seems to be little consequences for, also just feels like pretty unrelated to the rest of the movie or a slightly different tone to the rest. Like it's fucking dark that yeah, that happens. Yeah. It sounds like there was a lot more of that vibe throughout um, okay. snuff films and such. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't really get Not to be treated – in film again until yeah, eight millimeter, eight millimeter. Which I've never seen that. Really, it's got your man in it. I know, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, the finale was not at a football game. It was on the water with boats and yada 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 yada. So yeah, there were a lot of changes. Which as I'm as as the as the riddle unfolds before me, I'm going to start blaming Bruce Willis because I got mm. more on Bruce Willis later and his history of being a difficult bastard. Mm. Mm. Which will be edited out of this <laughs> on account of his perfection. <laughs> oh, attention. Um, and also it was a pain in the ass to edit. So everyone had a bad time, even the editors, because apparently Tony Scott, it's, it's the thing he does where he likes to have multiple cameras shooting the same scene from many angles for different cuts and things. Okay. And 
whatever. I, I guess imagine like the volleyball scene in, in Top Gun. Like that's just I, that's what keeps coming to my mind when he's when I'm imagining multiple camera setups. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the, the editors were left with just they said the amount of footage they had to work with was more than any other movie. Mm. And I think there's four editors credited with this but there were even more uncredited that came and went and people kept getting fired. They basically had to fix it, it sounds like. It was a disaster, this movie in the right. making apparently for all of those reasons. So like a perfect cocktail of just any one of these single things alone probably wouldn't have been a big deal, but it ended the working relationship with Bruce and Joel Silver. Ooh. It's what inspired um, Shane Black to want to direct his own movies even though he still wouldn't direct for a little bit longer, it was this one that made him go, okay. fuck, I need to have control yeah. over my scripts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, ended the relationship with Joel and Brucey Baby um, and I believe Tony Scott and Joel Silver too. Mm. Yeah, there was tensions abound. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now, uh, with that, precasties, I didn't really find anything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't anything really interesting there. So I'll just I'll just round out the cast then, shall I? Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis as Joe Hallenbeck, Damon Wayans as Jimmy Dix, Chelsea Field as Sarah Hallenbeck, the the horrible cheating wife. <laughs> um Danielle Harris as Darian Hallenbeck, the girl, and Taylor Negron as Milo. And of course Halle Berry, who I forgot was in this at all. Yes, and then I and then she wasn't in it for very long. No. <laughs> as, so then, as Miss Corey. Yeah, yeah. So they got these people together, fired up about fifty cameras at once, and um, snorted a bunch of blow. Yeah, had a few fights and bish bash bosh. You got yourself a movie, rap party at whatever that strip club was called. Let's play the trailer. Say no game, Flash. Joe Hellenbeck's a private detective who's run out of luck. If you touch me again, I can. <laughs> two for two. Told you. Jimmy Dix. I like Chris. Is an ex-quarterback who was thrown out of football. Another tragic tale of wasted youth. You're nobody. Shh. Don't tell anyone. They were trying to clean up their acts. You wreck him. I'll dust him. When they got dragged into the dirty world of sports corruption. So you're going to bribe some senators to legalize again. Legalize. Sports gambling. Now. Son, we're going to a ball game. Got one shot. What am I gonna do? Point at the bad guys and shoot! To get the goods. Ah! On the bad guys. This once, I would like to hear you scream. Play some rap music. Out <laughs> of ideas, man. Take your best shot. If they don't kill each other first. That was a bomb? Shit out of a hell of a factory recall. Bruce Willis, Damon Wayans, the last Boy Scout. Danger's my middle name. Mine's Cornelius. Don't tell anybody I kill you. 
good trailer. That was a great trailer. It's kind of perfect. Yeah, how well spliced was that? I haven't seen it before. Yeah, it's good. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> how do I even? How do I even enlighten further? <laughs> this is the most unnecessary synopsis I'll ever give. <laughs> Don't go that stuff, yeah. Yeah, I won't. Uh, okay, so it's 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 as layers to this plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Hollenbach is a down and out private detective, cigarette loving booze hound. He gets a call from his best friend to take a job protecting a stripper named Corey. Turns out Corey is trying to blackmail the head of the Dallas Cowboys, I think, mm. to get a boyfriend, Jimmy Dix, back into the game, Damon Wayans. Mm. He's been kicked out for gambling or something. He also likes drugs. Cheats on her too. Yeah. Cheats which, on Halle Berry. Which A, seems unnecessary to the character, but B, it's Halle Berry, man. It's Halle Berry. What the fuck? Make it believable. Don't Tw- cast Halle Berry as his girlfriend. 25-year-old Halle Berry. <laughs> Um, who I didn't really notice in my youth. Um, it's strange, isn't it? Strange. <laughs> so strange. So it turns out that that job was super dangerous and the only reason Hallenbach's mate gave it to him was because he was banging his wife yeah. and wanted Joe out of the picture. Move on in to Mrs. Hallenbach. So Corey ex- uh, gets X'd out um, in a professional hit in Joe's first night on the job protecting her. Um, not before we see her do a little cowboy dance while Eddie Griffin spins the records. <laughs> it was Eddie Griffin, right? It was Eddie Griffin. I forgot to check that. So, turns out, Corey had a tape of the Dallas Cowboys guy doing something dodgy, bribing a senator or something. Mm. So they give that. Uh, so they get that tape and they're going to use that tape. But then fast forward, it's the tape. And they yeah, lose yeah, the tape, yeah. I think. Uh, Bruce and Damon Wayans get into all kinds of trouble. Lots of chances to die where they don't die. Yeah. Uh, then he dances a jig. Where's the sequel? It's also a love story between two men because men rule. Yeah. They could do a prequel where he saves the president. Oh, yeah. Show his, show his downward spiral. Yeah. How was the rewatch for you? Oh, uh, look, the opening scene was pretty hardcore. It really is, man. And then it just jumped from scene to scene of violence and fast-talking comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Halle Berry bit stood out to me a bit more. Definitely. Sorry to see her go early. Yeah. Uh, it's very violent and there's heaps of great one-liners. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It, um, well, yeah, the Halle Berry thing blew my mind. I totally forgot she was in it. It was like her first year of making... She was in Jungle Fever as well this year. Oh, right. Know. I don't know how and big, big or small like, part, wasn't that? She was in Boomerang, wasn't she? When was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I think that was after this. Yeah. But yeah. Been? Yeah, so I realised about 30 minutes in that I don't think I've watched all of this. <laughs> yeah, so or, was, or I just forgot it. I'm genuinely not sure. So it would have been nice to have got a synopsis I feel like I had it on DVD or something. Yeah, but, but I do know the broad strokes. Although in saying that, I don't know if it's because I watched this over a couple of nights or – in hindsight now after looking to the origin story that there were, I found it somewhat hard to follow the details mm. overall. It's, like, it's why, an wait, intricate plot. Why are they doing that? Who's doing that? Who's that guy again? Who does like Milo had, work for? Yeah, I had a lot of those kinds of things, which to be fair, I watched this over a couple of nights and, you know, sometimes I, I'm not the brightest tool in the shed, but I'm not the dullest either. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So 
there was a lot going on. Yeah, and so maybe that that starts to make sense based on all the rewrites and the the egos and such. Yeah, uh-huh. because I did find. Well, I had in my notes, I feel like oh, something's missing. Maybe it was Christmas. But I think also it was just scene to scene and looking at that trailer, I enjoyed every second of watching it. Yeah. But it, as a whole. It wasn't particularly coherent. Yeah, it's not exactly. It's, it's a series of scenes. As, as like <laughs> one singular cohesive tight package, mm. it wasn't that. But scene to scene, I, I enjoyed every mm. second of it. So I was thinking it's, it's almost like if you look at it, doesn't necessarily work so much for as a Damon Wayans through a Damon Wayans lens, but through a Bruce Willis lens, you can almost think of it as like a B side. It's a B side mm. where like Die Hard's the single, mm. but I think B side's an interesting analogy because B side doesn't mean it's not as good. It's just often maybe a bit looser, mm. a bit weirder, but arguably more interesting. Okay. So uh, where would Hudson Hawk feature on this album? I haven't seen that. Oh, you haven't? No. <laughs> we should do it. We should, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Was that this year? Was that this, that one that was this year? Uh, my, yeah. Was it a flop? Yeah, it was a big flop this year too. Yeah, this yeah. was the floppy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. Hudson was the floppy. Yeah, because I think that was Joel Silver too. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Felt like it wasn't as tight as say a Lethal Weapon, mm. for example. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and well, and tonally it was a bit up and down too because that opening was fucking hardcore. Yeah, and then it gets quite light. Which I know that's kind of a Shane Black thing too, but I don't know. It, it, maybe it's the rewrite thing that and the editing thing that makes these things sit a bit funny. I mean, there's but a, even Damon uh, Wayans. He didn't seem that upset. He was upset. Then he wasn't all that upset about his girlfriend being killed. Then he yeah. was upset again. Then he's just cracking jokes again. Yeah. It's a little bit strange. <laughs> yeah, he's having a lot of drugs, so it's probably his mood's going to be up and down. That's true. That's true. He was having a lot, a lot of drugs. I did have a few questions. The first, which I think you may have already answered in a clip you sent me earlier, was that's the same Friday night football song that we had, right? Yeah. It is, right? Uh-huh. You sent, a, you sent me a clip of this, didn't you? Yeah. Is this the Australian version? It's or the Aussie this? version. Yeah. <laughs> is that the same guy? I think so. There was also a version used in 1998 to 1999 with Jimmy Barnes and Billy Thorpe singing as a duet. Ooh, that yeah. rings a bell. Because it's also interesting. I wouldn't be forgive my ignorance if I if that's some Australian icon that I didn't recognise. But that's not Billy Thorpe, there, is it? I, I don't know who that is. Really. You don't know who Billy Thorpe is? I know the name. It's one of those ones that he passed away now. I mean, he was like yeah. a Aussie rock guy. Right. My parents loved him. But um, because we did also have Tina Turner singing yep. football songs for us too. Well, that Weird. was just simply the best, wasn't yep. it? But that was a big football song in Australia. We would love to hear if uh, anyone can give us a bit of clarity on that for the NFL. Was that an NFL? I assume that was the yeah. football song for I the so. NFL. They wouldn't have randomly picked that from the Australian market. Too. No, no, no. I think it's the other way around for sure. Because also I noticed in America that there's a few like that. I couldn't find examples because I didn't know what they were. I can't remember the names. But I'm pretty sure it was Channel 9 again, Channel 9 Strikes Again. I'm pretty sure the music for the news – is the same as, I don't know, NBC or something. Yeah. It's the same. And dun, then. Dun, 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 dun. And 
almost uh, related. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, that one. I don't know. But it was definitely one of them was the same as one of them. Mm. <laughs> and you can write that down. <laughs> Put that on the Wikipedia page yeah. or something. Genius. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. And not dissimilar yet again was our high school song, which I thought was an original piece. Mm. Turned out to be some song about the Queen, I think. Our school song was, We are Epping Boys High School. Da, da, oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. We just put lyrics over another song. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that as an adult too. Yeah, we did that with one of our main our war cries. It was just, oh. well, it was just Jerusalem. How's that go? And in these hills in ancient times walk upon England's mountains. Oh, yeah. And we were a Catholic school and that's like a Church of England song and an English song. Like, <laughs> an, like it, It's quite weird. That's so weird. It didn't make sense. So in other words, in Australia we cultural, culturally appropriated yeah. <laughs> many American things and Church of England things. And our rival school had We'll Never Walk Alone, which is probably made famous by Liverpool, uh. you know, Sing it. Walk on, walk yeah. on, and you'll never walk alone. <laughs> yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a heaps better song. Yeah, it's so a good it song. fucking annoyed me. Every time we played them, they'd sing that and we'd be like, yeah, hey, we're going to sing this. I think ours, ours was just like a yelling thing. I think <laughs> it had a melody to it. Oh, we had a few of those too. Yeah. Anyway. We had a rugby choir. <laughs> they released albums and things. Well, I think it was like fundraiser or something a or charity. Um, yeah, so that, that stood out to me. Oh, one of the early scenes with these, these footballers, that guy had drowning that woman to get a blowjob. Yeah. That I mean, was confronting. We've all been there. <laughs> Being drowned by a football player. Yeah. To- <laughs> After a big party. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Obviously, weren't trying to portray this guy as a good guy, good guy, but it was fuck, man. Yeah, shit, it was a little hectic. That was pretty hardcore. But Jimmy saves the day with that sweet throw. That's his one move. Although he hit it, I'm pretty sure he, he hit be it in the, the Avengers. He could be the next Triple X. Oh, have you seen the Triple X sequel where no. they get um that soccer player? Who's that soccer player? Oh, they Neymar. get him was to be. Yeah, yeah, they get him to be one because he can kick things. <laughs> <laughs> And he's low profile, yeah. so he can sneak in places. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. So he could be triple X five. Um, <laughs> the Masters series. Yeah. I also found it a little unbelievable that the wife would cheat with such a creature. He was well, a he's, gross human. He's, he's also in Damp Gap. Is he? Oh, is that guy? Mm-hmm. I thought he looked familiar. He's the captain. Oh, there goes your six degrees of JCVD. Yeah, it's like if you've got. Steak and then you go out for some stag chili. Yeah. <laughs> you get steak at home. You're married cigarette, to Bruce Willis. Cigarette encrusted Bruce Willis. Even rock bottom Bruce Willis is uh, worlds apart from this guy. <laughs> His moustache is worse than mine. Yeah. I think I'm losing the moustache this week. Oh. I might get a haircut too. Oh. It's just that in combination with like not working and stuff. It just makes me feel like a real bum. <laughs> Fair enough. I, kn- I feel kind I know of, the feeling. I need to clean myself up a bit. <laughs> I know the feel. I, I did that mid-COVID. I needed a shave because yeah. I was just feeling too darrow. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as much as I like to think when I style my hair a certain way, it makes me look like John Wick, I, I just, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Have I shown you my maybe, John Wick? I know maybe that. you need just to wear a suit. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. And shoot everything. Yeah. Speaking of shooting everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I just feel that some of the gunshots in this film may have garnered more attention than they did. There's a few in and home shots when he when he goes, well, in, first of all, when he discovers his mate's. Oh, yeah. His wife, he, you know, he, he opens fire in the room there with them. Yeah. Um, and shoots a, shoots a, a photo of his family. It's yeah. pretty weird. I, I, maybe people would have called the cops, maybe. I suppose I was, the car blew up anyway outside. I was thinking that overall. I wonder if it's a signal of the era relative to now where there's just open fire generally. Yeah, there's a lot like of Like machine guns fire. in the street and yeah, yeah, with no game. repercussions. And crowds yeah, cheer. yeah. And the one at the stadium before that. Like things are like more discreet now, like a John Wick. It's not subtle, but it's like it's in it's like mm, discreet in or something versus just like machine guns just firing off bloody everywhere. There's an outside of the stadium when they're going in, everyone's going into the game mm. um, and the guy sees the bag in the back of the car. He shoots the car open and takes the briefcase. <laughs> and no one, there's people in the background still walking to the yeah, game. Yeah, they don't yeah. even bat an eyelid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, this is another car park shooting. <laughs> Which uh, it's a little bit. I, I kind of like that. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> we're in an ultimate universe. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. It feels like this it's movie excess. was the tipping point into Last Action Hero in many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is interesting. Now uh, we said this during the week. I think that it would be. I feel like we did Last Action Hero a little too early. Yeah. Now that we've done more Shane Black and that kind mm. of, it would be nice to revisit that. Perhaps. Yeah. Maybe we will. We'll really, forget we've done it. It soon was enough. really long. That's what I remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nose punch was a sign of the times too. Oh wasn't my it? goodness! Big yeah. time. He just killed Jeff. I don't think he just killed him. He put his fucking nose through his brain. I needed a light. Which apparently is not. I did have a look. Apparently, it's not a thing. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so big at the time, wasn't it? Dying like, by a punch in the nose. Get him up there because he gets the, up there. It pushes the nose bone into the brain. Yeah. I think Fight Science, I saw a, a thread on on Reddit that said oh, yeah. Fight Science had covered it and explored the practicalities and apparently the force required to do so was pretty non-human. Yeah. And more so that that amount of force, the more concussion. Or Cameron Poe force. The Cameron, oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. The, ca- <laughs> <laughs> the concussion generated from the strike of that velocity would do more damage or be more fatal before any chance of a nose bony, brainy scenario. Right. Yeah. Um, there's, what else did you, did you have any other um, of those uh, sign of the times? Not specifically other than things like fashion and that kind of thing. I got another little one. Oh, yeah. Uh, the car bomb. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, you're right. Just like C4 in general. C4. Yeah. <laughs> All C4 everywhere. Man, so this conversation and this movie in general, in addition to that trailer you showed before for – TC 2000, yeah. <laughs> I kind of want someone, I want Shane Black to yeah, write yeah. a movie set in the early 90s that's more of a throwback. That would be so much fun, man. I'd would be, be so down for that. Yeah. I'd be so down for that. C4, what's kind of Last Action Hero, I guess, is sort of that, but it was too soon almost. Yeah. Oh, take me back, Shane Black. Take me back. Um, I've got one more on the uh, trope. Yeah. Wagon, courtesy of our good friend uh, Roger Ebert. Oh yeah. For those that um, haven't heard, he's he wrote a book, I think, on his favorite. Oh tropes. yeah, yeah. I would. I want to get that. I book. keep forgetting about it, and then he he touched on it in in his review of this film. Yeah. And it's one that's kind of front and center through this film, which is the talking killer. 
by yeah. the guy could, that could kill you. But, you know, it's played out. Everything. He explains everything and the motives and how he's going to kill you. It's done, <laughs> it's done well in Austin Powers. Yeah. But, um, like, think if you think about this movie, how many times does that happen? Yeah, constantly. It's constantly. Every other, every third scene is Bruce Willis about to die and then he. And he talks his way out. He of ma- it. makes him laugh and yeah. gets him. And they all, he does make him laugh. He's funny. <laughs> This guy's pretty funny over here. Yeah. Stabby. Bam. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> Why did Mr. Milo cross the road? Because <laughs> his dick was stuck up the chicken. <laughs> that, when I was a kid, that was, I, I thought that was the funniest That's joke genius. ever. Because what he's done now is he's, he's subverted the chicken crossing the road. Yeah, and his dick's <laughs> up it. His dick's up it. Which Got implies everything. he's into bestiality yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I Which like he might have been in hindsight. Which he probably the was. Snuff. He's a freak. Yeah. He was a he was a cool, creepy, freaky guy. Yeah, he was great. There was a Bond villain recently that was kind of similar. Yeah. Um, that Javier Bardem plays. Scaramanga. Scaramanga. Um, can we do a little love fest on Damon Wayans real quick? Oh, 100%. Yeah, so he was, we both, he was big for both of us, wasn't he? Yeah. Which is interesting because... He, he's quite differentiated in my brain from the rest of the Wayneses, but he's very much still of the Wayneses. Yeah. So while he did have a brief stint on SNL initially, he got fired. I don't know if you heard, have you heard about no, that story? No, do tell. So it was his first season and it was the first season without Eddie Murphy. It's, it's post Beverly Hills Cop. Take the bananas. Take the bananas. Take the bananas. <laughs> it's post that. <laughs> he, does, he did a very great effeminate. Sort of guy. Well, this is why he got fired, basically. So oh. he kept – all the sketches he was put in, he was always playing the straight man, so to speak. And um, he's like, "This, I'm not getting a chance to show my what I do. Mm. I um, do a great which gay is guy. More than just the gay guy. <laughs> but although having said that, now that looking back, it's one of his key moves, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he's in this sketch and um, he's playing a police officer. It's not the idea of the sketch. That's a whole other thing. The sketch was it was John Lovitz being the Monopoly man or something. <laughs> and um, he he's supposed to just be a cop that's, you know, harsh mm. or whatever, but he does it as this kind of stereotypically gay mm. persona. Yes, we've got the whole transaction on videotape. we still got three people that saw you kill that undercover cop. And he got fired after that for fucking with the sketch. Oh. But then a couple of years later, him and Keenan Ivory Wayans made In the Living Colour. Yeah. And the cast of In Living Colour, like obviously I think we all know Jim Carrey was in that. Uh-huh. He was basically the only white guy. There was a Korean guy I think and then all of the Wayneses including mm. – A um, couple of the sisters. The sister, yeah. And Jamie Foxx. Yep, of course. Um, David Allen Greer. That guy grew up to be Keenan Ivory Wayne. <laughs> Jamie, the way Jamie Foxx tells stories, A, they're all the same and Often they're all the same story. It's this house party he has. I, yeah, I, I was <laughs> context here is I sent Tristan this uh, interview of. You Jamie. didn't even send it to me yet. Oh, you just I said just you were said, watching one. Yeah, it was and I go, let me guess. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's telling this story about a house party, and he's like, and that guy with the backpack turned out to be Kanye West, <laughs> and those guys in the corner, Pharrell three Williams. young guys <laughs> called the Neptunes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he, I was I was listening to this thing, story, thinking it was amazing, and then Tristan burst my bubble and said, "I've heard him tell that story half a dozen times." And I've <laughs> since this was only a month ago. I've since heard two people. Well, I've heard it once by myself, and another mate sent me something, 
It's the same story. <laughs> so he had a good party once. He tells it the same way every time too. Yeah. Like with all the theatrics and the impressions. And yeah, that. yeah. Sorry. Um, Continue. So that, that cast is pretty stacked. So it's interesting that he was on SNL, got fired. That show Said went, I can do this myself. Do it myself. It went for five seasons and that cast essentially threw out, I believe. And if you look at, you know, SNL cast is always changing. Five seasons, probably the average turnover. Yeah. If you looked at In Living Colour as relative to any, you know, cast of SNL over the years, it beats most of them. Yeah. Certainly, certainly the last 20 years. Yeah. And a lot more diverse than bloody SNL has ever managed to be, even to today. Yeah. They're still, it's all all white people pretty much all the time. It's crazy. So in hindsight, I always thought that's kind of cool that Jim Carrey was sort of the token white guy in that. It's amazing. And I feel like it's a cooler way for Jim Carrey to come up than to be in SNL. It's kind of expected. The fact that he was in this other one that's a bit left of centre was kind of cool. Yeah, very cool. Because then they were in Earth Girls Are Easy together. All right. Yeah, Damon Wayans was in that. I didn't realise. I haven't watched that. I think I might have seen it when I was a kid or something. Like my friend's dad was watching it or something. (laughs) But Jeff Goldblum's in that too. And Gina Davis. Oh, I think we need to. Uh, they're aliens and they're all furry and they shave them down and they turn into hot people like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> he is hot. He's a babe. He's such a babe. <laughs> but also this is one of those ones that I didn't, I was thinking about it literally today. I was like, was that Damon Wayans too? And it turns out it was. There was this cartoon I watched when I was a kid that I wasn't consciously consuming as a Wayans fan mm. called Waynehead. Did you ever watch Waynehead? I don't know. Have you got something? I do have a clip. I've got the opening theme. Is it like a Fat Albert type thing? It's a cartoon. Because I think it was on in that those yeah. afternoon cartoons. With I don't remember it well. The, the main character there looked familiar. Well, he looks like Damon Wayans. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it was. He didn't do the voice, but he made the show and was based on loosely based on his childhood. I was saying how I've got so much respect for those guys. How yeah, just prolific Man. content creators they were. Like yeah, all singing, all dancing, some skit are, shows and some cartoons of them are trash. and yeah, but it's but volume. The volume is scary movie three. Yeah, Wait, are they, in that? are they in that? There's Wayne's in it. There's multiple Wayne's in it. Are they in the third one? I can't remember. They're in all of them. I don't know if they are. At some point it switches over. So non-Wayne's? Yeah. Uh, they're still going, I think. Oh, well, they're definitely in the first few. There's two yeah. of them. Sh- Do you know what I didn't realise? I always thought Damon was the oldest. <clears throat> yeah, it's Keenan, right? Is he the oldest? Yeah, uh, there's one called Dwayne. What? Who's the oldest. And then Keenan and then Damon and then Marlon and then Sean. Well, and I also I didn't realise how old... Uh, Marlon was because he's he's still kind of everywhere mm. and he's done like some and they look he, they look young the, the they last look so look really young. young and so I always thought they were significantly younger but they were all in living color together mm. and looked all roughly the same mm. I mean they're obviously a bit younger but not as drastically younger as I thought but he looks so young still yeah and um and he's done some pretty good like dramatic roles too like um. Requiem for a dream. How do you say that word? Requiem? Yeah, I think. Yeah, for a dream. 
He was really good in that. There was something else too that he was good in. So it's a bit of an Adam Sandler thing going on there where they mm. keep him specifically keeps making like pretty dumb movies. But is that, then is that Marlon? Yeah, yeah. He's got this other gear where he can get all do serial. good shit. Yeah. And and then of course my wife and kids. That was a pretty good show. I think in Australia it, it was just one of those. It got played in the afternoons. It wasn't like a prime time show, but it was not bad. I, I watched liked it. it. Yeah. I watched it. It was kind of past my peak. Yeah, Wayans phase. It's still but good to see. It was him out pretty there. good. It was pretty good. And speaking of, because that was based on his family, he had a son named Junior. In real life, Damon Wayans Junior is doing really well too. Yeah, he's everywhere. Yeah, well, not everywhere, but he's in a lot of places. He looks like the strong gene pool, man. It's like the Baldwins. I used to watch, he was in like a sitcom that was, you know, a group of friends. Well, he's in New Girl. And uh, what's it? Happy Endings. Happy Maybe endings? it was Happy yeah. Endings. And he was just, he sounds exactly like his dad. Yeah. As well as looking, it was. Yeah. I had to work out. It took me a while. Damon Wayans comes to, in as his dad in one of their shows too. Because I've been watching New Girl recently because it's just on Netflix. It's pretty hilarious. And um, he's good in it. And yeah, it's just like it's just like watching his dad. It's mm, spooky, mm. spooky. It is. Um, I, oh, I didn't realize this was a Tony Scott movie, by the way. I kind of glossed yeah. over that in the origin story, but um, I didn't realize until it came up in the credits. Well, that's the thing. To your point at the beginning about the you know the size of egos slash names attached to this yeah. film, I used to say, "Oh, it's a Joel Silver, Shane Black film." Yeah, yeah, that yeah. A little old Tony Scott was the director. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's got a, such an interesting filmography. Because he's got this, he's got True Romance, he's got Top Gun. That's mm. pretty diverse. Yeah. And then he, well, before he passed away, I'm pretty sure like almost all the movies were um, Denzel Washington <laughs> movies. Yeah, he did like a lot Man of him, on Fire he? and yeah. Deja Vu and stuff. And then he's got a brother that's a director as well, doesn't he? Ridley Scott. Ridley, yeah, a little yeah, old yeah. Ridley. I'm more of a Ridley Scott guy. So I didn't know much about Tony Scott. Well, Ridley I still Scott's don't know much probably, about him. I don't know if it's just the name's a little bit more unique, but he... A bigger name, I would have thought. Yeah. Well, Alien. Blade Runner, Alien, yeah. some pretty heavy hitters, Gladiator. Yeah. Uh, parents would be proud, you would think. Yeah. Yeah, but poor Tony Scott jumped off a bridge. He did. I'm pa- not sure what happened there. Yeah, well, yeah I, from what I saw, he may have been quite unwell. Yeah. So they sort of, I think his brother said he'd actually Oh, had, that's right. He was fairly progressed with cancer and they kept I hearing this at super low-key. And he um, just wanted to... And it. Sort it out. Yeah. They'll put everyone through shit or something. Because yeah. it didn't seem like there was much else of a reason. He didn't have any skeletons in his closet that, yeah. uh, or anything like that perhaps. Poor guy, man. Terrible. Oof. But what a legacy. Good legacy. What a legacy. Enemy of the State as well. Beverly Hills Cop 2. Days oh. of Thunder. These are big movies. Yeah, big movies. Bit of, bit of Tom Cruise in there. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of Eddie Murphy in there. Mm. So how do, you know, would this be made today sort of lens on this at one yeah. point as well. And I don't, I reckon this would be a pretty different script. It'd have to be. Yeah. This, I feel like this was the height of get as many FUs in there. Yeah. Like it was, so the F-bomb gets dropped 102 times in this film. Yeah. One every, 1.1 every minute. And I got to say, for me, it was a That's bit. That's close of, to Scarface. It was a bit of overkill. It yeah. felt like they were, like the wife is always swearing. The daughter. Yeah. I was like, whew. Yeah. I didn't notice it as a kid, but I was blushing as a <laughs> as a father. Uh, I was like, and, it's the, and it was pretty harsh stuff too. Oh my goodness! Like, well, you're a fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> you keep calling you a fuck up. Oh, and just the way he speaks about his daughter to 
the wife at the beginning about the makeup dressing looking oh, like yeah. a whore and all this. And what about at the end? He's like, oh, fuck you, Sarah. You're a lying bitch, and if the cops weren't here, I'd spit in your face. Was that meant to be? I couldn't yeah, tell if that was meant to be a joke. It was a joke because okay. uh, when she finds out, sorry, when he finds out about the cheating, she's like, you're not even saying anything. I want you to, you know, spit in my face. Uh, or, fuck you, Sarah. Anyway. Ah, uh, I missed that. Okay, so that was it, meant to it be It was a, set up. Okay. However, you know, as I say, Ebert <laughs> was pretty not on board with the with the um, vile masculinity or vile. Well, that's um, interesting. So at the time even. Yeah. So that because sometimes it's hard to often we don't give, well, we don't give anything a pass, but you do obviously take into account context of at the time. Yeah. But it's interesting if it's being called out at the time. Well, he was obviously a fairly woke chap. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like the treatment of women in this film probably, yeah, probably not great. Yeah. you got the two partners of beating. Corey's a stripper who's cheating on, well, she was a prostitute. And then obviously the daughter, I mean, you could argue she's kind of saves them with the, with the toy. Yeah. Um, fairy Tom, but also she's got a, you know, she's running around with a daughter with a gun to her head and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Halle Bailey obviously gets lit up in the street. That's pretty graphic. Yeah. So, yeah, probably not the best, you know, it's not a great hit out for the for the females, this one, I would have thought. No, certainly not. And then at the end he, he walks up with, this is I think is Ebert as well, and then, you know, at the end he sort of make, reconciles with his women, with his woman, with, with his woman, with the whispering things I'll spit into your face and, yeah, then, yeah. and then walk strolls off lovingly with with Damon Wayans. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I was surprised to hear that they didn't get along on set because it felt like there was chemistry there. Same. Yeah. I, I didn't hear about it until you've just um I was looking for more it. on it. But again, like it's so interesting. So that They've buried it. With a lot of this stuff, all, all the stuff I mentioned in the origin story, like – Often with this stuff, you'll read one thing one somewhere and you go, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Let me research more around that. They're all dead ends. So that one, as an example, the fact that they didn't get along. Couldn't find anything more on that. It better, a, lot of people don't, a lot of people don't get along with Bruce Willis apparently. Yeah, have you got much on that? I've got a brief history of Bruce Willis being <laughs> hard to work with. Okay, and we're <laughs> going to edit this out? Uh, no, we're gonna, I'm going to edit it in twice. <laughs> Who have I named my son after? Bruce Lee! <laughs> I thought, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I, I love Brucey Baby. Yeah, Brucey he's Baby. He's a bit of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he's he, just a he, bit of a – He's making a bit big for his boots. He's a dickhead. He's a bit of a dickhead, <laughs> In real life. Um, oh, I'm sure if, like, you know, if you're actually friends with the guy, he's probably a great guy. But he doesn't have much time for people. He's just a bit of a dickhead to – Everyone. Everyone all around. Yeah, go. That's not a good explanation. <laughs> but I think um, where this first came to my attention was with the Expendables drama when he got – um, a bit too big for his boots there and Sly tweeted about it without saying his name but was like, what did it, what the tweet said, greedy and lazy. <laughs> it's your formula for greedy failure. It, apparently he was, Bruce Willis wanted more money for doing even less. I was going to ask you to too. do that in a Sly voice and I didn't have to. <laughs> well, we didn't, haven't done many impressions lately. We haven't been doing enough movies have, yeah, where lend themselves to impressions. Um, I will translate. He said greedy and lazy, yeah. a surefire way. For a short career. Or yeah, career, career failure. Career failure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so he, yeah, he pretty much said he was greedy and like lazy. Him. <laughs> Had him, you know, cut him off basically from that movie. He doesn't do much in that movie, doesn't he? Just 
Well, he was in the first one. Well, exactly. He doesn't do much. And I think he wanted like, I don't know, millions of dollars. I think he got a million dollars in the first. I'm getting these numbers wrong. Mm. But let's say he got a million dollars in the first one. He wanted like three million in second or something. Um, for goof. <laughs> but even what, all the way back where it started in Moonlighting apparently, so the producer of Moonlighting has said, everyone knows there was friction between the two of them on stage, him and Sybil Shepherd. Right. Um, in the beginning, Bruce was just a guy's guy. Let's just say he was, oh, let's just say he evolved. Over the years, he went from being the crew's best friend and just being grateful for the work uh, and all of that to realizing that he was going to be a movie star and wanting to move on. Part of that was because of his strained relationship with Sybil that sometimes made the set a very unpleasant place to be. Yeah, right. Um, and then Michael Bay, so they worked together on Armageddon. Apparently, that was fine, but then years later, this is a strange little side that in and of itself. Bruce Willis was commenting on a, on a message board forum thing for Ain't It Cool News, which was a website apparently, um, about Die Hard 4 under an alias for some reason. Anyway, it's bizarre. Yes. And someone asked if Michael Bay should direct a Die Hard movie and he said it would have ruined Die Hard 4. Few people will work with him now and I know I will never work with him again. Hmm. And then one of the more famous ones, so Kevin Smith has a few funny little stories about Bruce Willis because he was in Die Hard 4 as well and oh. I think he did some rewrites and he talks a lot about how he was very much, he very much, some of this sounds fine to be honest, he very much saw himself as like the custodian of the Die Hard brand and like the, oh, no, John McClane would never do this, that kind of stuff, which is fine. Okay. He was a producer on the movie at this point, but almost to the point of ridiculousness, like <laughs> he, um, he, I think he felt threatened by different actors. So apparently Justin Long is in that. I haven't yep. seen that one. He's I in think that. I've seen part And of apparently it. he was like quite electric. Like he was really good, but he was, he was ad-libbing a little bit and Bruce was just like. Stick to the script. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being a bit of a control freak. Yeah, and then, yeah. um, but the big one for them was, I think they all still got along at that point, but then Kevin Smith made the movie Cop Out with him and Tracy Morgan. Yeah. He says in his book, Kevin Smith says in his book, um, when he finally got to work with Bruce Willis, who was a bit of a hero of his, he says, where was the happy-go-lucky charmer who made Maddie Hayes fall so madly in love? Um, there were no staff limbo parties like they'd been at the Blue Moon Detective Agency whenever Bruce was around. The singing pitch man who made me believe that Seagram's wine callers were manly enough to, were a manly enough spirit to chug at a high school kegger. He'd turned out to be the unhappiest, most bitter and meanest emo bitch I've ever met at any job I've held down. And mind you, I've worked at Domino's Pizza. Oh. Yeah. And Kevin Smith says, like, if you see any, if you see any photos of me and Bruce smiling at each other on set, that must have been from the first day because after that, no good. he just didn't want to be there. And then for me, the, the one that is the ultimate... I mean, the fact that a lot of people are saying this starts to lean towards, yeah, it's probably quite difficult. Mm. But without the proof, it's kind of hard. Yeah. But then there's this clip, which I think I've shown you before, this interview for yeah. Red 2. Yeah. Oh, he's such an asshole, man. Yeah. He's obviously doesn't want to be there. It's one of those press tour things where they sit in the hotel room and, you know, a new interviewer comes in every five minutes asking the same questions. It doesn't sound great. But every other actor manages to do it without being a, the job. without being an asshole, and it's just I was rewatching it this morning, and I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't as bad as I remember. But there's one part where it's just like you're a real 
Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, worse, man. I think it's worse than that. <laughs> I forgot about that. What was your, your favourite uh, place to actually film in? Because you do travel all over the world in this film. Istanbul. Where did you go to Istanbul? Oh, not in this film. <laughs> I thought you just were saying my favourite. In general, I like Istanbul. I think it's a pretty good place to go. It starts out okay, like always just being quirky. At least it proves I've seen the film, which is a good thing. Yeah. Has any actor ever told you this, Jamie? This part is not acting, what we're doing right now. You might be. But we're just selling the film now. Sales. That fun part was making the movie. The fun part happened, yeah. So how would you sell me the film then? How, what would you say that is I the would, best part about the film? I would slash my hooves. No, I love this film. Oh yeah, yeah. He's aggressive. So I forgot about the um, the Tommy Lee Jones one. I I knew it felt familiar. Yeah, and his were pretty rough, but his were more like I don't know how to answer that question. That is possibly the dumbest question (laughs) I've ever been asked. Whereas this was like personal. I was just like when he readjusted his chair, and he's like, "Oh, it's look, I'm I'm not defending him." I will observe that that um, interviewer was super cringe. He, he absolutely. Oh, I really like this one. But was it fun to make? But man, they all are. Are they? They're all the worst. Are they? Yeah, they're all the worst. What was your motivation? So yeah, just to um, case in point, <laughs> just to round out that uh, he can be a bit of a dick. Mm. You know what? He's made some good movies. You know what? Actually, not to. I don't. I don't want to shit all over Bruce Willis right now, but. He's made you know, some shit movies. He's made some shit movies. I don't know if we give enough credit to all the shit movies he's made. Because yeah. obviously Nicolas Cage gets a lot of shit for making shit movies. Mm. But Bruce Willis is up there. Yeah. Like more recently. There's so many movies. Mm. Just, has he been buying dinosaur skulls or something too? Why is, Who knows? Why I saw he money? sold his home in Martha's Vineyard recently. Right. Interesting. It's very nice. Mm. I don't know if it was Martha's Vineyard or some other place that sounded or felt like Martha's Vineyard. Oh, I'm going to say it's Martha's Vineyard. Mm, but it obviously, friend of the show, Prissy Baby. Yeah, big time. So if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. Oh, we would. I don't know if he, don't know if he would. Come on. I don't think he would. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we could, um, we could ask him some great lines. Like, has it been fun being a movie star? Yeah. What happened to Planet Hollywood? Yeah. Etc. <laughs> I will just uh, a very one quick call out on the music. Oh um, yeah! If that moody score sounded familiar, it's because it is. Uh, that was arranged by the late great Michael Carmen, who's done a lot of work with this crew before. Lethal Weapon, yeah. Die Hard, Last Action Hero, even Memento that we did a few weeks ah, back. Ah, interesting. Um, I definitely got the the Lethal Weapon tone, yeah. even though it wasn't the same. It wasn't like the sax, but even the way the the bass would come in, yeah, like it was after very a certain similar. thing. It was just like then, a yeah. It's something I didn't I didn't notice before, but after watching *Lethal Weapon* so recently, it's like oh yeah, there's yeah. like a similar thing there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, should we get into the voiding? Let's do it. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, overall, 
I enjoyed it a lot. I would say, I think I probably made the point before. Like, yeah, it's, it's not the it, maybe it's not the Bruce Willis single, but it's a it's an interesting B side that I enjoyed. Sure to throw in every now and then. I thought it's actually probably a good movie to just put on in the background, mm. Mm. not in the background totally, but not to have to. Die Hard, I want to like sit in the dark and watch Die Hard and like, yeah. It's this a, one I'll just throw on and it's yeah. good popcorn. Yeah, flick. yeah. It's worth a rewatch. Worth a rewatch for sure. Bit of a time capsule in many ways. Yeah, agreed. Is it the biggest movie Damon Wayans has been in? Maybe. Got to be close. Yeah, so in that sense, it's worth a rewatch. Mm. I like um, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the best Prince impression I've seen. Not yours. His. Mm. Yours <laughs> was great. Thank you. <laughs> Um, did Simpsons do it? No. Porn parody? Yes. The Last Girl Scout. Nice. And they ain't selling cookies. That's a tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. We've, we've been due for a good one. I didn't even look. I was like, oh, there's not going to be one. Yeah, I thought, uh, uh, but you what know, are they selling? chance to search porn. I, uh, what? What are they selling? <laughs> not cookies. I don't know. I've never seen porn before. Mm. Um, Bechdel test? No, this is the inverse of Bechdel test. <laughs> yeah, this is. It's pretty. Um, Pretty not Bechdel territory here. Although the mother and the daughter may have a shouting match that doesn't talk about men. Yeah. So it's yeah, Maybe. So, uh, if that's a pass, I think we found the floor in the Bechdel test. Yeah. Um, FX test. Yeah, we've got great explosions. We've got oh, C4. So much C4. We've got noses in the brains. Um, <laughs> that's all over. I didn't do recasties for this one. Um, Just because it felt Ryan like, Gosling. Know. Oh, yeah. And the guy from Star Wars. The guy from Star Wars. Which one? Uh, his name is Boyega. 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 Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? My MVP was the daughter, Danielle Harris. Oh yeah. Actually, yeah. genuinely, overall, she was a firecracker. Yeah, she was good. I gave it to Bruce, but can I? I feel bad now because you're not a nice guy. <laughs> I feel bad too. I thought he. I liked his one-liners. My low-key MVP was. Um, uh, Milo. Oh, yeah, he was a good villain. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. Um, leave us a review. Leave us a review, please. What good, else? A good one. A good one. <laughs> and special guest next week. Next week, Hayden James is here. We're doing Christmas Vacation. We do have a placeholder for one more Christmas movie for the, Christmas movie for the year. So if you've got ideas, let us know because we're – well, oh, actually, yeah, it's going to come should. down to whatever's free on streaming because we're sick of rentals. Yeah, but we should throw it out there. Yeah. And then cross reference with free ability. Free ability, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're gonna wait till December first because I've got a I've got a feeling that the streamers will release a few more Christmas movies because it's pretty mm. it's pretty light touch with the Christmas content on the on the main streamers at the moment. Mm. If you're listening. It's true, it's true. We know you're listening. We know you're listening, streamers. All right, bye. Bye. Friday.